Hi, you are listening to That Sounds Made Up. I am Casey Ellis, and I'm here with my buddy, Matt Keeley. This show, we are going to explore the paranormal, the extraterrestrial, the phantasmagorical, anything that is weird, an urban legend, what have you. We're going to look deep into the heart of America, and we're going to drive a stake through that heart. I'm excited. If it's spooky, if it's creepy, well, we're going to be there looking at it. We've known each other for a while, and... Uh, haven't had a real chance to talk about uh, the weird ins and outs of America, so this is kind of a, a fun little inaugural episode. These burning questions that have kept us up at night ever since we were roommates in college. <laughs> so I'm going to define a couple of terms for you before uh, we get into the the real meaty gravy of this story. Time to learn some terms. Cryptid. An animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist, is a cryptid. <laughs> I've, I've never... Or you can just say, you know, bullshit. That's another term that flies around that context yeah, quite bu- often. Bullshit is a good all-encompassing term. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, biological bullshit. And I... then the second term I have to define for you is lycanthropy. The supernatural transformation of a person into a wolf. Lycanthropy. Oh, is that how it's pronounced? Uh-huh. I always thought it was lycanthrope. Well, a lycanthrope is someone who suffers from lycanthropy. Oh, that's... I, I learned something new, because I was thinking it was derived from, like, the, the term misanthrope, or misanthropy, which I learned in English, and I believe... And they didn't teach, they didn't teach you lycanthropy? That seems like it was a natural segue. That's like uh, study on your own terms. I went to Indiana Public Schools. Well, we yeah. both did. Yeah, monsters were the extracurricular. <laughs> Our story begins, Bray Road is a typical rural road outside of Elkhorn, Wisconsin, about 40 miles southwest of Milwaukee. Now, when I think werewolf, I think Wisconsin, don't you? Absolutely. Cheese and werewolves. Like, it's like, you know, Transylvania, that's like a distant two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yellowstone National Park probably has its fair share. (laughs) As far back as the late 1930s, residents around Elkhorn, Wisconsin, claimed to have seen a strange creature stalk Bray Road. It was Mm. described as a hairy biped resembling a wolf, bear, or Bigfoot, and walked on its hind legs. Now, that's a wide fucking spectrum already. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Robin Williams, like, super hairy, too? It might have just been Robin working on new bits. Oh, you found me. But, you know, it's, it's like saying, you know, like uh, maybe uh, you saw like a rare bird. And it's like, it could have been a pigeon. It might have been a pterodactyl. <laughs> I saw it carry a piece of cheese out to its nest. But then again, upon thinking about it, that piece of cheese might also have been Elvis. Wait a minute. This is in Wisconsin. Oh, you know, I saw it carry oh. a piece of cheese. Or is that Canadian? <laughs> That's you're getting a little far north up there. It's very youper. Um, I could play it safe and just do straight Midwestern. <laughs> so increased sightings of this creature in the 80s and early 90s prompted a local newspaper, the Walworth County Week, to assign one of their reporters, Linda Godfrey, to investigate in 1991. That's was it? Just like a real slow news day. 
Linda, baby, we, we got this, um, you know, it's it's a new animal, maybe. You know, Look, you're I, asking I, for the heavy-hitting journalism here. I know that your typical beat is the school board, but we, we really want you to get out there and start working on werewolves. Yeah, and stay out there for as long as you need, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she was just real unpopular at the office. Like, hey, you know, uh, we got to get Linda out of the office. She's driving me fucking nuts. I'm, you know, maybe we just send her out to bumfuck and uh, maybe tell her that there's a spooky animal out there. I mean, it could be the next Pulitzer opportunity. Who knows? All I know is she's picking out all the good cheese from the office tray. <laughs> now, around this time, the population of nearby Elkhorn was about 5,500 people, so pretty small, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, <laughs> I imagine people talk. You probably know just about everybody. Yeah. This is right around the population of my hometown in southern Indiana, so I'm, 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 I feel akin to these folk. Okay. Now, in her notes, after speaking with locals Lori and Dreezy and her mother Pat... Godfrey wrote, Lady claims daughter saw a werewolf on Bray Road two years ago. Do you just have that story in the pocket ready to go? Like, you you think you saw a werewolf and that hasn't affected your life drastically in two years? Yeah, two years is a lot of... You know, that... When I, when I think I see something weird, um, I keep it in my back pocket, and if I don't forget about it in, like, a week, it's like, I knew I saw something. I want to tell somebody about it. It's like, oh, you know, I haven't had a, a, a line in Kugel in, in, well, must have been five years. By the way, that's about the last time I think I saw Dracula. <laughs> it's, it's a public health hazard, but, you know, we can wait for a little bit. <laughs> so uh, she added that the incident being described to her may have taken place along Hospital Road, which intersects with Bray. But I guess, you know, calling it the Beast of Bray slash Hospital Road isn't as catchy as the Beast of Bray Road. Yeah, you get that awesome alliteration. <laughs> so in a 1993 episode of the television show Inside Edition, that was kind of like the dumbass 2020. Kind of like stupid sensationalist journalism, like journalism in quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that episode of Inside Edition in 1993, Lori Andreezy states that while driving, she saw it kneeling on the side of the road eating something. She came up from behind it and slowed down because at first she thought it was a person. Now, I'm going to pump the brakes right there. You slow down because you think you see a person eating something on the side of a road. Yeah, um, I'm also picturing it being foggy and nobody else around for miles. Um, This is a horror scenario waiting to happen. Now, she says she drove up from behind it and slowed down because at first she thought it was a person. However, she realized that it wasn't a person once she saw it had pointed ears. You know, that just might have been a Vulcan. <laughs> or, you know, maybe just a common woodland elf. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to shoehorn anybody in the corners. Um, pointed ears... This starting to get weird for you a little bit? <laughs> we starting to dip our toes into the strange? It, it, it's getting there. Okay, so while speaking with John Fredrickson, the county animal control officer, by the way, it says officer as in, like, he's the only fucking guy out there. Singular. Yeah, yeah. Like, not that he is, like, a member of a squad or something. (laughs) The entire Wisconsin police force is one guy. (laughs) Anyway, so while speaking to this lone animal control officer, she quoted him as saying, the county's getting stranger. And he, he ends the interview by mentioning that there were also claw marks along Potter's Road at that time. So which road is this fucker on? Is he the Beast of Bray slash Hospital slash Potter's Road? I mean, this the, the title's too long. 
Yeah, you got to make it snappy, but also pertaining to his hunting ground. See, that's the writer's instinct in this yeah. Godfrey, you know, like, ah, we got to narrow this down. That's that's a public health hazard, too. <laughs> what writer's room is going to have the blood of these innocent people on their hands? Don't worry, we're just off of Bray Road. There's no werewolves on Potter's Road. Oh, God, I'm picturing this person mauled half to death. <laughs> We gotta go to the hospital. (laughs) Take him down Hospital Road. No! Oh, God, we have to take Bray Road to get back there. Oh. There's someone walking on its hind legs with pointed ears. I don't know what's happening. uh, In an article featuring uh, a story about her in the Chicago Tribune last July, Ms. Godfrey states, One day I was talking to a local animal control officer and said, You hear about this uh, thing people are seeing on Bray Road? He then pulls out a manila folder from his desk, and it's simply labeled Werewolf. You know, for all the werewolf encounters. I'll tell you what, I I don't care how, you know, uh, charming and folksy it is. If I'm this guy's supervisor and see that he has a werewolf file, we're going to have to talk about his performance review. Mm -hmm. Like, Dave, um... You know, you've been really great on your quotas for uh, traffic tickets and making sure people are safe. Um, Did I tell you about the time I I saw the creature from the Black Lagoon? Dave, that, again, that was a sturgeon that you caught. No, 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 no. He's like the captain from Jaws. (laughs) You know, day job to pad out his bills. Uh, She continues that I was a novice reporter, but even then I knew if I had a county official keeping a folder with possible werewolves, you probably have a good story. Mm -hmm. Again, there's there's that uh, news hound instinct. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And where where there's there's... fire, there's werewolves. Uh, In her initial article, Godfrey writes, A certain number of people, good, honest, working folk, had seen something unusual something scary something hairy that relished pavement patty dinners that was printed pavement patty dinners that's uh new special at arby's yeah (laughs) it's like oh this is what happens when you give the person that ran the word jumble their own feature really that's just a newspaper that's cut too many staff writers (laughs) yeah So, there was a, a a witness named Nick Gluckman that I want to talk about. Unfortunate name, but go on. Yeah, exactly. Nick Gluckman says, I never heard of the Bray Road Beast until 2007 or 2008, wrote northern Wisconsin man Nick Gluckman, who lived in southern Walworth County, uh, until 1994. He says, I thought I was the only person to see it until I heard about it on TV. The minute I heard Elkhorn mentioned, I felt exonerated. <laughs> I've only told maybe four people what happened, and you can imagine the response I got. I bet it was a welcome response, don't you? Yeah, Nate. Oh yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick, uh, Nick. you know the, the the werewolf master. I, you know, that, I'm sure that's a cherished story in his circle of friends. What if the Gluckmans were like the Van Helsings of Wisconsin? <laughs> Nobody Nick. believed me when I saw them. Well, Nick, it's about time we told you about your uh, werewolf dispatching heritage. What? Father? I want to sing! You'll be singing a different tune when you hear the vicious cries of the werewolf. It usually comes from either Bray or Potter's or Hospital Road, lad. But we only call it one of the streets. 
He says, I was 34 when it happened. I'm now 65. I figured I better tell my story while I'm still above ground. So he's, this is like his legacy story. Yeah, that's half of his life he's been sitting on that. So you ready for it to get a little weird? Uh, bring it. Let's hear what Nate has to say. It's Nick. Nick Gluckman. Well, his name is terrible, and I shouldn't remember it to spite him. Well, Nick is his werewolf hunting name. Nick. (laughs) He says, while driving down Bray Road in 1987, he described encountering the creature. All of a sudden, it started rising. I could see massive legs, gigantic calves, and thighs, hairy butt cheeks, no tail. He's driving by. It certainly paints a picture. (laughs) <laughs> and his, he just goes right for the ass Like I gotta check out this werewolf ass Zeroing in on the important things to remember He continues I couldn't see its head yet Now I'm really scared Must be a squatch <laughs> Because you know He's he, he's a novice to the werewolf profession But he, he got his degree in squatch He knows a sasquatch Like boom like that And, and this is a direct quote I, I he, assume Yes, this is directly quoted. And <gasps> Apostrophe he, Squatch. He's he's so comfortable with the you know this cryptozoic creature that he's like, yeah, you know, I call him Squatch because you know we're we're familiar with each other. Yeah, he calls me Gluck. <laughs> he says, I flashed my lights at it. That's what I would do when I'm terrified at a werewolf. Show it directly where I'm at. Anyway, I flashed my lights at it. It rose up further and without moving its feet, turned slowly at its waist to its left to look at me it was no squatch i love the specificity well i'm just picturing him driving down bray road all of a sudden going hey squatch that you hey oh shit that's not squatch no what'd you do with squatchy he describes it saying it had a short muzzle maybe an inch and a half not like a dog all skin not covered in hair so a very human-like muzzle. Wait, that's... An inch is like a boxer's facial <laughs> shape. He says How that... This, uh, this werewolf has, like, respiratory issues, but... <laughs> it's like a pug werewolf. <laughs> he says uh, that the, the, it, the face was bright pink with a human-type mouth outlined in red-like lipstick. Lipstick. I... I'm starting to wonder about his motivations with this werewolf. It, it was real pretty, too. Had a great ass. I tell you, I get one look at that werewolf, I'm thinking, you know, you're, you're out here alone, I'm out here alone, it's late. Maybe we can give each other a little company. Squatch won't know. <laughs> Just can't tell Squatch. He says, uh, no hair on its chest, two nipples visible. All reserved for its ass. <laughs> I love that he has to he has to point out like I could see its nipples. Let's get that on the table right now. Well, that's actually uh, scientifically sound. Um, if we're determining like the genus of this creature, two nipples is more humanoid. Whereas if it were like more of an animal or um, like a canine breed, the nipples would go all the way down the abs. I'd say you know most werewolves have nipples that go all the way down. Mm-hmm. I want to say eight. Uh, he says that there was sparse hair on the stomach, all pink. And then lastly, uh, he describes it had a super six-pack abs no, with no visible reproductive organs. 
my god. I I can't even. I, I can't even make something stupid to make something stupider than that. That's. Uh, you know uh, how like sexually charged he was up to the end. I think he had to be so bummed to see that there were no visible reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he was trying to get some werewolf dick, is what it sounds like. How does it pee? Like a six pack abs. Everything su- he's described a, so far have, is I, just furry fantasy. So far, I have to cut you off there. It was, I believe, directly quoted as a super six pack. <laughs> He continues to describe the count, the encounter. This animal looked at me with extreme hatred and malice. Oh. As it, yeah, it's starting to, fucking. starting to get dark. As its face contorted, its mouth opened in a sardonic sort of smile. It didn't have canine teeth, more like large shark teeth. <laughs> These teeth were for removing large chunks of flesh, not puncturing in my opinion. All right. So far, we're up to three animals. He says, My foot unintentionally relaxed off the brake pedal, and the truck eased forward a few inches. Instantly, it jumped straight up and landed on the other side of the right-of-way fence. The fence was 50 inches off the ground. I know this, because erecting fences is what I do for a living. Can, can we uh, break that down a little bit? Um... <laughs> All right. So... I, I love that he has to have a little brag about, you know, just so you know... I know fucking fences. Nick Gluckman, the fencer. Um, so, so fifty inches off the ground. Uh, that's twelve inches to a foot. So this is a little bit over three and a half, four foot tall fence. Would you say? Yeah, I, I mean, that's not like crazy impressive. I guess for you know anything's impressive if it's supposedly a werewolf or some kind of dog man. Yeah, but why do you got to measure it in the unit that makes it seem like an insurmountable, inhuman task? Well, not only that, but let's remember, he's supposed to be petrified, scared after coming to, like, a halt in his car. Like, Uh imagine, like, screeching brace, oh my god, nipples, no dick, hairy (laughs) ass, 50 inches. What is this thing? I hope it doesn't remove my flesh. Shark teeth, Jesus Christ. And lipstick. That, uh... Oh my dear lord, are those are those super abs? <laughs> okay, all right. And then, then and then rounding out the experience, he concludes, it thought it was better than me. It had a human aspect in his face. So I think he felt rejected. Mm. That the beast of Bray Road in his opinion thinks that it's too good for him. I'm going to look up a picture of this Nick Luckman. <laughs> So, continuing on, another unnamed Wisconsin resident states, I spent some time on Bray Road. I never had a true sighting of anything, just a creepy feeling of being watched. But that could be nerves, as you're expecting or hoping to see something. Now, that's a rational thought, right? Yeah, obviously. That's someone thinking, like, you know, maybe it's just the the enticement getting the better of your mental faculties. And then he concludes by saying, my friend has experienced quite a bit and has some impressive EVPs from different areas. Do you know what that stands for? That stands for electronic voice phenomenon. It's what people do on ghost hunters when they think that they've heard some kind of spiritual apparition. Why are you using an EVP for werewolf tracking? It's it's physical. It's manifested in this plane. Nick. And at, 
At best, it's like, hey, you hear this snarling sound? Oh, you mean like any type of canine? Yeah, that's good proof. I I hear sounds. No, no, you hear that rustling wind? That's when the werewolf wasn't there. So let's that's 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 the baseline. <laughs> oh God, I looked up a picture of who I think is Nick Gluckman. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna send it to you, but uh, to describe it to our audience, um. This this guy is kind of a Rick Moranis type. I I would describe him as very pronounced jawed. He's got a big old chin, um, receding hairline on a very curly brown short hair, and wide-rimmed pink glasses. Okay, so moving on, I actually spoke with a local biologist uh, who is from the Wisconsin Dells. He says that he has never heard of the Beast of Bray Road. And however... In in his work with the fisheries and dealing with the public, he says that everyone has a big fish story, and they all want to sound like they caught something special, usually with no evidence to back it up. He concludes by saying, I just don't believe anyone unless they bring it in and I can weigh and measure it. So, you know, whenever you're dealing with fishermen, I imagine it's a similar situation. Like, no one wants to talk about, like, having caught the 37th largest fish in the state. Yeah. It's Everyone's got to build up the myth. Yeah. It's it's impressive, you know, when you when you measure your worth based on your actions. I mean, you know, you could just say like if you're, you know, one of these guys on Bray Road like, "Hey, I think I saw like a big dog." Or you could even take it as far as, you know, I think I might have seen a wolf. But, you know, that's not special. You got to see a werewolf. Mhm. So, Linda Godfrey, who wrote uh, those uh, articles for the local newspaper, she still writes about sightings today, to this day, on her blog. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how I feel about this woman. I think it's kind of, it's kind of a little bit sad, like blowing up these people's stories of these insane, you know, speculations of what this creature is. At the same time, I kind of respect her game for, like, you know what? This is going to get me noticed. There might be money in this. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm going to write it. You so go, Linda. She, she still writes about uh, sightings on her blog, and in a recent entry, she wrote, In mid-August 2018, a young man and his buddy were sitting and talking in a Rock County park late one evening when something started up a continuous howl nearby in the woods. So I actually looked up on Google Maps, and... That county park is 35 miles from Bray Road. Uh, quite the distance for Dogman. Now, I actually spoke with a detective in the DNR, and he said that large predatory animals typically cover several miles in their uh, their hunting patterns, and they don't usually stick to isolated areas. So this actually would make you think maybe it is a wolf. Mm-hmm. Godfrey states that they saw a large, dark-furred canine with pointy ears running very fast in the woods about 100 yards away. It stopped for a couple minutes, and they felt like it was observing them. And then it went from a crouch position to two legs and ran away, quote, super fast. Super fast. That, to me, sounds like he was just, I don't know, like... Seeing two people and be like, you guys should kiss. Oh no, they saw me! Run away, run away! So this reminds me of a story that the this DNR detective told me. Said that he went out to investigate someone in northwest Indiana who claimed that they had a black puma that was stalking their farm. 
a puma okay in northwest indiana yes anyway or no not a puma a panther pardon me anyway so damn you (laughs) the the detective went and checked around his farm and uh, the previous day it had rained so the the forest undergrowth was muddy like the perfect time to see animal imprints for their foot Mm -hmm. and all he saw were large uh tracks of turkeys that had crossed and he said you know whenever turkeys run together they look like a big you know black creature so they also have kind of a shimmery quality to them that you know might obscure what they exactly look like Mm -hmm. could this potentially scientifically processed be what you saw mr farmer and of course the farmer goes nope black panther it was was a panther yeah because at that point he's personally invested in the story Right. I mean, not only are you trying to build up, like, I saw something interesting, but if you explain it away, I look stupid. Yeah. Like, other, like why did I make this reporter come out here to just be like, oh, yeah, you know, there are turkeys around here. Could have, uh, could have been that. So, uh, Ms. Godfrey writes her deduction of uh, those folks in the park and says... The man was interviewed by producers for a recent Travel Channel show, but it wasn't featured in the finished episode. This often happens, I've learned, usually due to time constraints. That or it just was, they saw a dog. (laughs) She continues, They told me that he seemed very credible and truthful. I stopped by the park recently for a quick recon look and found it very well cared for with pavilion, outhouses, new play equipment, and trails for hiking and skiing. You know, typical... Hunting grounds, in other words. Mm-hmm. Got to repurpose <laughs> it in the winter months. You know, because werewolves, they're all about skiing. And her <laughs> last like line... like an 80s movie. Her, her last line says, I imagine it's a lot spookier at night. <laughs> she and I are in agreement. <laughs> so, you know, I, I can't really picture a werewolf in the daylight. It's just too spooky. I've noticed that none of these, uh, you know, speculations or sightings, they keep claiming it to be like a werewolf, but none of them talk about the idea of it being a human that transforms. Oh, yeah. Where it's... What what would distinguish, like, a transforming human from, like, a big wolf? You're putting that werewolf twist on it without even a speculation of transformation. Yeah, it's You just... imagine there would be, like, one farmer out here in rural Wisconsin going, hey, you know, I think that it's uh, Jack Jacobson down the road. I always get a sense that uh, he's a little strange, so I think werewolf. Could just be, you know, a wolf that got a lot of protein. You know, maybe it's getting its reps in. Maybe it's just, you know, like kind of a meathead wolf. Yeah. It's clearly more aggressive. You can't get super abs being leading a normal lifestyle. And, I mean, you know, he's out there, sun's out, gun's out with those nipples. <laughs> I can't get over that detail. So, Godfrey compiled all of her articles and published a book titled The Beast of Bray Road, Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf. So, she makes a a fucking book out of all this. Mm -hmm. And again, I kind of got to say that she's got game. Like, she realizes there's something to this and it's getting traction. There are uh, articles on PBS. It looks like there's a fan-made movie. So... As her career evolved, she has appeared on many national television shows such as the History Channel's Monster Quest. First of all, why is that on the History Channel? 
Why is anything on the History Channel anymore? It's always like ancient aliens. Yeah, the History Channel is long abandoned being about history. It's either about monsters, aliens, or Hitler. Seriously, like, History Channel and Sci-Fi could swap programming schedules and no one would notice. Yeah, it's like, tonight on the History Channel, uh, how Nosferatu took over the Third Reich. Tune in at 9. Mega Python at 9.30. Followed by <laughs> ads for Cialis. Uh, so yeah, she was on Monster Quest, Inside Edition, and Sean Hannity. No. Yeah, yeah, talking about the werewolf. And now, at this point, she has published over a dozen books about monsters, the paranormal, and considers herself a cryptozoology expert. Cryptozoology being made-up mythical biological animals. Can you get a degree in that? <laughs> so, uh, uh, congratulations on your degree in bullshit from the University of Phoenix. Go and uh, investigate some griffins and gargoyles. Hmm? I mean, I'd buy it if you're doing, like, uh, a literature overview. Um, but in order to be a biologist, these creatures have to exist. So anyway, rounding this out, the her blog intro reads... It's been over 25 years since, as a Walworth County newspaper reporter for the week, I broke the news that people were calling our local animal control officer to say that they had looked at what was appearing to be a werewolf around Elkhorn, Wisconsin, on Bray Road. People are still calling, emailing, and messaging me, and yes, there are still sightings of large wolves and other canines walking upright. So she's keeping the myth alive because... Gotta get that dirty dollar. Good for her. If it's so, worth doing, it's worth overdoing. The Chicago Tribune, the the piece that ran last July about her, states that she is mostly interested in monsters as a means of folklore. She holds no degrees in biology, anthropology, or zoology. And she explains, in her own words, I wasn't interested in scary stories so much as, say, the sociological impacts in a town that gets a bunch of monster reports, or the way those reports link these people to their pasts. That's anthropology, though. (laughs) I do think it's kind of, I mean, it's it's really kind of dumb stories. Yeah. But in a way, it is kind of tying into, like, the history of that region. Yeah, uh, I mean, my hometown has uh, Orville Redenbacher, the popcorn guy. I'd rather have a Wisconsin werewolf than some guy in, you know, goofy glasses selling popcorn. You have a source of hometown pride, and whether that's popcorn, bow tie, old guy, or poorly made up lipstick, super abbed, bipedal... 50-inch-tall-fence-jumping werewolf-man. Sexy-ass dog-man. With no genitals. And he thinks he's better than you. (laughs) Who am I to deny them their happiness? But, you know, this town of, uh, you know, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, and the surrounding region have embraced this legend. And, like, local bakeries make, you know, Beast of Bray Road cookies and sell them. And it's like, you know, one of those tourist trap things now that you know there's a werewolf out there (laughs) so other researchers and again using quotes here researchers have written about the breeze to bray road as well an article on cryptid wiki states 
cryptozoologists have labeled it as a Bigfoot in order to avoid dealing with the scientific absurdities involved with werewolves. Like, hey, 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 let's not get crazy here. It's a Bigfoot. <laughs> it's Don't a go pedal it. Don't go peddling your non-scientific werewolf bullshit somewhere else. We're men of science here. It's a, it's a Bigfoot. Yeah, the, the cryptozoologist community has a real bad gatekeeping problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just can't... imagining like there's some like cryptozoological hotline where it's like, okay, what do you got? Oh, you say that you've got a, a Pegasus, sir? Don't waste our time. Are you sure you didn't just see a Cerberus from the gates of hell? Because I mean, let's talk. Let's let's talk reality here. <laughs> We're men of science. So uh, my sources here for this uh, little story were the Cryptid Wiki, LindaGodfrey.com, Inside Edition, and the Chicago Tribune. So having heard this story of the local werewolf of Bray Road. What are your thoughts, man? Do you buy it? All right. So I wholly believe that uh, Nick Gluckman saw probably some sort of wolf creature out on that night. That I would believe. Um, Driving home late at night in the middle of the woods can make you see things, especially if you're like super tired and stuff. Um, As far as there being like an actual very erotically described monster. <laughs> I think that he was working through some issues. Yeah, me too. Like, even if it was like, uh, it, it could be a several things. It could be an actual wolf. Um, it could be some crazy dude who is like wearing the skin of a corgi. I looked up pictures of like the dog man that uh, this was being described. And it has very stumpy limbs. Uh, I, I'm shocked that that wasn't described in his recounting of it. But nevertheless, it reads like this sort of erotic fantasy that this guy was working through. So I, I, I'm I, inclined to say, like, on a scale of 1 to 10 for believability, I'm going to give it a solid 3. <laughs> you know, the, the guy I keep coming back to is that 65-year-old guy who, this is what I picture. I picture he might have had a spooky encounter with a coyote, mm-hmm. and then he led a very uneventful life for the next 30 years, mm-hmm. and then he had to, in his mind, build up that coyote story to justify having something really amazing happen to him. Probably working through some really repressed sexual desires. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay that out. I'm just imagining he's like thinking about his deathbed. Like, what can I tell people? Can I tell him about the the forty years that I worked at the Ford plant before getting laid off, or can I tell him about a werewolf? I'm gonna go with the werewolf. You didn't have any junk, super abs. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so that's that puts a button on the beast of Bray Road. I find it it's a charming little story. I give it a four for believability out of mm-hmm. ten. I think that they probably saw some kind of canine. And, you know, whenever you hear someone else say werewolf, then maybe you feel like, oh, the crazy's gotten into the room now. I can be a little crazy, too. And then the next person says werewolf. And just out of pity, like, small town Wisconsin probably needs something to make it notable. With Oh, yeah. With- I mean... 
I'm sure that Elkhorn, Wisconsin, was like, "Hey, Madison, what do you got? You got a, you got a, you got a werewolf? Oh no, no, we got the fucking werewolf down here. Yeah, because we're, because we're special. People gotta come and see. Uh, the like, it, it becomes a tourist trap. You, I well, I'm just to... imagining like school rivalries. Like maybe the next town over, like heard about the werewolf, and it's like, oh yeah, well, uh, w- w- we got a mummy, so your werewolf can suck it. Go squatch." Squatch them good. You know, I really hope that guy got to reconnect with his beloved Squatch. I feel bad for the Squatch. They sounded like they were old friends. And then mm. this 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 Ken doll of a werewolf becomes the like center of this guy's life for the next thirty five years. So I guess the way that I want to leave this story in this episode is everyone listening, find someone out there that loves you and looks at you. The way that Nick Luckman loves Squatch. What if Squatch was one of us? Squatch lift us up where we belong. <laughs> All that right, a, so that is a lovely story, and <laughs> I'm I am a hundred percent more complete um, now knowing that it exists. <laughs>